I'm calling the Peace River Town Council regular meeting for Monday, November 28, 2016, to order. Let the record show that the meeting started at three minutes after five. Um, that takes us to the adoption of the agenda. There are uh, there's one addition that um, um, administration would like to have, and that is uh, 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 2017 budget deliberations. And we will put that in. Uh, we will try and finish up new business. And it is actually under new business, so we'll put it under new business. And there is uh, the, uh, the Peace River Birth Matters uh, group has would like to has made a request to delete their uh, their um, their request from. Um, that's also under new matters, I believe. Yep. That's item one under new matters. So we're deleting that. Um, uh, any any other additions or deletions? Uh, due to the, the time of the agenda, Your Worship, I would be more than willing to uh, withdraw my councillor report and uh, speak to that matter uh, next meeting. We're going to uh, we're we're actually going to defer all the reports to. Uh, uh, I think it's probably best to do it under GMP meeting these reports anyhow. Not allow people to get into the meeting. So we will uh, delete uh, uh, the reports. Uh, is there a motion to adopt the agenda as amended? In your worship, I would put a motion on the floor to adopt the November 28th agenda with the three amendments. Okay. Uh, that takes us to the minutes of November the 14th, 2016, regular meeting of council. Oh, sorry. I didn't call for a vote on the last matter. All in favor? I knew that would be unanimous, so I didn't. <laughs> Um, Just like the prediction on the football. The, the, so that takes us to adoption of minutes. Minutes of November the 14th, 2016. Um, is there, are there any changes required to that? Any inc incorrect uh, notes that we need to adjust? Review those. I'll move that we'll accept the minutes of the member 14th regular meeting of the council as uh, presented. Okay. All in favor of Council Burr's motion? Excellent. Uh, no, are there any public hearings, Mr. Parker? There are none, Your Worship. Uh, under presentations, I'd actually, I'm going to move up uh, item 7 from information, which is the feedback report uh, regarding the Peace Regional Recreational Center, and if uh, we can have Director Bell speak to uh, the feedback that she's received on the, uh, on the proposed uh, recreational center. Thank you, Your Worship. I'm just getting the... Probably need to put the light on, on your microphone. Sir, I'm just, um, if Council would just give me a moment here, I'm just 
pulling up the Town of Peace River website to provide you with a quick walkthrough of what the communications coordinator has been working on in terms of public information um, around this particular project. So once that comes up, technology is being a little slow today, I will walk you through that. In the interim, um, I've provided an additional handout or briefing note to go along with the communication coordinator's review of the public feedback process <coughs> that we held on November 10th. Um, we actually had a quite positive uh, response to that by having over approximately 85 people attended the showcase, we believe. We weren't counting specifically walking through the door, but in general, approximately 85 people were counted. So there could have been a few more on top of that. Um, the document you have before you this evening is specifically around the written documentation received during that showcase. Uh, the comments are verbatim and then some summary of exactly um, some of the top co comments of concern from the public. So what we heard at that session um, is highlighted on the second page. Topics of concern, the first item, uh, or the highest noted item, was the second ice surface. The next in line uh, was the running track, or walking track, on the main floor. And some of the issues that were brought forward was the concern of how you walk across the track to get to the field house portion um, without being run over or someone running over you. So some operational concerns. Uh, a lot of those were dealt with at the moment by having an educational conversation around how a walking or a running track can work on a main floor field house. And there are a lot of examples out there of um, similar facilities. So the Grand Prairie Sport Plex um, out of the County of Grand Prairie has that same setup and signage um, the corridors for people to specifically walk. There are way, operational ways of dealing with those issues. The next issue that was brought up was storage for user groups. Um, sight lines came up quite often. Number of dressing rooms. We are having less dressing rooms, a lower number of dressing rooms in this facility than in the current facility. Um, and then space for soccer. So we have been able to address some of these concerns in our design plan. Um, we have already looked at storage expansion options within the design, and we've made those changes with the architect. We have also looked at the dressing rooms, and we are adding two girls' dressing rooms. Uh, they may be titled non-gender dressing rooms, but... Um, what we're finding operationally is if you have a hockey team with one uh, female on the team, finding a space for her to change and or dedicating a whole dressing room for one person can be a challenge. So we've actually been able to add two dressing rooms, small ones, for that can alleviate that problem. So we're trying to address some of the comments that we've received the best we can within the footprint of the existing structure that we're proposing. Um, and then also the main issue that has come up repeatedly, the second ice surface, uh, we are uh, informing and educating the public on what a second ice surface cost is estimated at. The architect's uh, information is $10 million, including an ice plant, uh, rink boards, four dressing rooms, 200 seats. So we are ensuring that information is available to the public 
so that they understand um, what we would be looking at for that particular addition to this project, of which the finances right now uh, just won't allow us to go there with this project scope. So overall, what we're trying to address and ensure that the public is aware of is as much information about the project as possible. Um, as you'll see, if I can expand this a little bit. Oops, the budget keeps popping up on me. We have created a micro-site within the Town of Peace River uh, website. We have passed along the link to all of our municipal partners also, so if they'd like to um, create a link on their websites to ensure their residents are aware and informed of the uh, project as, a, as it is now. Um, what was created was a project homepage which gives an overview of the project itself, a section on frequently asked questions, oh, there we go, um, which gives sort of a question and answer for the most um, frequently asked questions we've had to date. As issues or questions come about, the communications coordinator can add further information if we're finding that there's questions that are being raised that um, the general public would have some would benefit from having this knowledge on. So, as you see, why is there only one ice surface? Uh, won't the running and walking track on the main level conflict with field usage? We're trying to address some of these questions and have the information readily available to the public. And it goes on. There's quite a number of different questions and answers that are available. Um, one of the items is that we also heard in regards to was the sight line issue. So we put up the architectural um, analysis of exactly what the sight lines will look like from the seating in the arena side of the structure to give people more information about what the sight lines will, that we've addressed that issue in the design. So that was a, a big comment that we've, right off the bat, the Rec Facility Committee made sure we addressed that in the design. Um, in addition, there's a new section where we're posting all of our updates, all of the information as press releases come about. Um, any updates that come are going into within this section. And then the, oops, I'm having most challenges here. Then the next section is the timeline. Um, this has been, I think, one of the most beneficial pieces of information that we've been able to post for the community. It actually gives the community a history of this project. It has been four plus years now that we've been working on this, and it has evolved substantially, as Council is aware, from a multi-facility project um, then once we got into the design of that first project and realized the Baytex Energy Center was not viable in terms of um, adding on to it, renovating it, it needs to be demolished. Then the project changed and we went moved towards a one-rink concept in 2014. So we're trying to get this information out. Um, it has been out in the public for two years now, but we're still getting a lot of questions in regards to this issue. So this timeline is really helping the public, I think, understand how the project has evolved. Um, and if you recall, it was about it was August 2014 when we went to the public to inform them that the project had changed. 
It was a public meeting that we hosted in the Baytex on the ice pad um, at that time. So we were, we're moving forward as the timeline goes, as, come on Moss, there we go. <laughs> um, and we give everyone a, a full overview of how the project has evolved um, from the recreational needs assessment in 2015 and then the development of the Regional Recreation Facility Committee with all of the four municipalities involved, and then finally moving into um, the project design and its presentation after we had um, finalized the location in June, and here we are today moving forward on the project. So I think this is an extremely useful tool, and we've had lots of very positive feedback from the public um, of mentioning that has been useful to sort of bring folks up to speed that may not have um, recollected, had been part of the process two years ago, or maybe they didn't live here at that time. The other pieces of information on the site is the recreational needs assessment that actually gives both the local report and the regional report for the public to access. And then we have a contact us kind of section here um, with a specific email address that um, the public can utilize to provide us with continued feedback. Um, and we ask them to, to do so. To date, of interesting note, we have five members of the community who are interested in sitting on the fundraising committee. So that is great news. Um, and we'll be attempting to host a meeting uh, mid-December. And if we can't find a date, because I know that's kids' um, Christmas shows and whatnot, we'll be doing an early January meeting for the first fundraising committee uh, meeting. So that is great news to move forward on that fundraising aspect of it. Um, and then just final <coughs> note, we any pub public feedback that we are receiving, as you see within the summary report from the showcase on November 10th, the communications coordinator will be compiling, and we will be bringing it back to council and also the recreational needs assessment. This report has been sent to them and is on their agenda for the next meeting. Um, so ensuring that constant flow of information uh, from the public to committee members and to council. Any questions from Ms. Bell? Um, could you go back to the diagrams, the timeline thing? Sure. And the one about the $10 million um, for, for rooms or something. And while you're doing that, the other picture, and I've spoken to Adam about this, and I realize this is conceptual, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But since it's kind of been decided that the um, track is going to be on the main floor, yes. I find it a little deceiving that the pictures of the walking track imply that it's above the ice surface, that kind of thing, in these pictures. So, so okay, June 2014, yeah. da 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 da. Um, so, this is to me, it's a little bit. The town budget is $10 million, but now we're also talking about $10 million for a second ice surface. To me, we, the Town of Peace River has $10 million that we're putting towards this project. Um, and 
an additional second eye service would be an additional $10 million. See, and so I'm not getting that from yeah, here. I'm, I see exactly I'm what you're suggesting with that one. So what, what you're trying to do on this one is is inform the public that for $10 million, mm -hmm. this is what you get? You get a, a mediocre... For $10 million, you're receiving an ice surface and a field house and a full recreational facility. For an additional $10 million to add a second ice surface, or to, for a second ice surface, it would be an additional $10 million. Yes, yeah. I agree, it's confusing. I would agree. We will make some changes on that particular item. So is this site live now, or is this kind of a This kind is of a live. Yeah. Is no, this is live right now. Um, so I will get the communications coordinator when he's back to, to make a few changes on that one. Yeah. So can we jump in? When I, so back to storage. So is, is there a new set of drawings that are out or not yet the is, architect is working on them right now okay so, so when you say storage yeah uh, for user groups but the other issue that i thought was out there was uh, lockers for rent so i would say there's a storage issue but yeah. i would also say people want to use running track they want to store their gear there so i pay my mm -hmm. fifty dollars and rent a locker so did did the locker availability yeah. come up um, it didn't, but there are there is a section as you enter into the field house. Um, so I can. I'm walking through the building right now on my left, so that would be north. I'm I'm just. I believe it's east. There is a plan to have sort of a boot room locker section, where we could have lockers that people, whether they're coin operated or, however we look at okay. doing that. Yeah. Okay. And then. Uh, Seeing that I've got the floor, so the the gender, um, I'm sorry, the gender dressing room. So typically, yes. the referee room is, uh, well, the one currently is like one seventh the size of a regular one. So I yeah. presume these, these 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 would be rooms that are ten by ten or something like that. Or is that is that close to that size? Yeah, okay. that's and, right. Yeah. And okay, um, and then we can't finish the discussion of talking about. The second ice surface, so I yeah. get that. But looking at the diagrams, well, yeah. where is the uh, outside? If we had outside ice here, mm -hmm. would it be? I'm just. It's adjacent to the uh, the existing ice surface, so it'd be right outside there. Yeah, okay, that's correct. Okay, okay, yeah. fair, good. Uh, and and I think I read where perhaps we might even use some boarding material out of the the old arena, yeah. all those things. That's so right. my question is, so with that in mind, yeah. the dressing rooms are here, so how do yeah. people are going to get dressed and walk with their skates? Like mm -hmm. If they're in this center part to go outside, is that, I, I, I don't get this drawing, but will a player, he or she, be able to dress in this area and then either walk this end or this end to go outside? Is, you know, currently, there's yeah. a, so that... That is not part of the design right now because seating is on that side of right. the That's what new rink design. There is no design for um, external change rooms um, specifically dedicated to the outdoor ice surface. Yeah, so it will be independent from the existing facility. Okay. Well, well, I okay. I, I just I'm just thinking of a current outdoor ice. You yeah. can 
there are dressing rooms on that side plus the bench. So yeah. there's no reason why minor hockey or somebody else couldn't use mm -hmm. that outdoor ice. Yeah. Get dressed and walk outside and use the outdoor ice, at least in my mind. I, so, and I believe they are navigators. Actually, that right whole hallway that, typically exactly. is blocked off because of the navigator's dressing room. So right now, if you were to use a, a, one of the other dressing rooms, you may be able to walk through. You might have to go out and around. Depending on if there's a navigator's game going on, they lock the doors to that downstairs hallway now um, for safety reasons to keep people out of their dressing okay, rooms. Okay, so just during yeah. nap games. No. Okay, fair, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. But, so again, in if if we've got outdoor ice here, it can can players get to the ice without walking on concrete or walking outside? They, so, they would have to either walk through the facility or outside. Would, yeah. That, okay. In my opinion, that needs to be dealt with. I, I would... Well, I played hockey in Edmonton. I, I, I wasn't very good, so I was playing midget. In the, and we played outside, or practiced outside going through it. And we're not any warmer than, than Edmonton. There hasn't been that much global warming. Like, I... <laughs> Yet. There needs to be some, that has to be... I guess all I'm driving at, uh, Director Bell, is that, yeah. you know, we've heard, you know, this second ice surface, we we need to, to move on, I guess. But if, if we've got an outdoor ice and and you can get out there and put, you know, as the mayor says, I used to play hockey with the Sears catalog on my left side and my, and the Eaton's ones on the right. Or was it the other way around? I'm not sure. And and, and, and big rubber bands because we couldn't afford the, the black hockey tape. Uh, but my, my point is if, if, if we say to users, there is an outdoor ice service, please, please schedule it and use it. Their comeback will be, well, yeah, but... How the hell do I get there? You know, I, and I, I again, I'm just looking at the picture. Yeah. And if if we're redoing, or if the architect's looking at storage, he's looking at girls' washrooms. I'm sure there'll be lots of things come up. But anyway, my point is that if there's some sort of access point on either the south or the north where they can then exit and go outside, that's the only. Point and I'm there making. are exits points through the existing arena. Um, anything we add on now either cannot change the footprint of what we have because then that changes our, our budget um, or it has to be incorporated in, into the existing right. footprint. Well, I... So we can take a look at it. Um, I'm not sure what solutions we can find, but that's why we have architects to assist us. Well, I, 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 well, yeah. I, I think we're... I think I maybe made my point. Uh, my yeah. observation of the outdoor ice that's there, the second ice surface... Uh, Christmas Day, I could go over there at eleven thirty in the morning, and I guarantee you there'll be fifty people yes. out there playing it's hockey. Very well and used, they, and they and they don't they don't want to go inside the building yep. uh, to pick up hockey. They, you know, there is the, the little covered shed that's there, and they put on their skates. But if if it's an organized group like minor hockey, I don't think it's fair to ask them to park on the street and put their equipment on, and then walk across the parking lot at the end of the second So the idea of, of an access point, whatever it is. So Yeah, and there definitely already is. There are two along that wall. Okay, so that in, would in take your you mind, that it, it definitely is not what we have now, and there might be some ways that we can um, address it. That's where we were putting our additional storage. So we'll, we'll take a look at it's, it and see what we can come the, up I, with some yeah, options. I, I think... Uh, I think the wheels are turning on that one. We need to... This has got to be in place for 50 or 60 years, so it needs to be functional. I, I, 
I'm surprised to hear that there's these little quirks still coming up. We've been working on it for four years. I, 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 I guess, you know, and if, um, if there well, were... I, it, you know, if I were to uh, say quirks, I don't think there's quirks. You know, skateboards have been around for a long time. Well, fair enough. But I mean, uh, I've seen hockey players over there. They've got hockey bags that are that are bigger than the ten year old kids that are hauling them. You know, they, these things are huge. And so I, you know, I think they they got to get into a dressing room, get changed, and get out. And I, mm -hmm. I, I, it, I guess all I'm saying is that if, if it's there, that's fine. Uh, but we don't want to have a outdoor ice surface and then have a concrete wall there that says that you can't get there. You got to go out on 99th Street and walk around. Of course, I'm exaggerating, yeah. but... We'll um, take a look at it and see what options can be yeah. developed, yeah. So, so it's framed me, like, is there design criteria that we were, the town and the committee provided to the architect? Like, I, I'm curious now to see, you know, because it seems like there's been a number of things that I thought would have been a given, and, well, we're going to have to add this other stuff, right? Well, and, and through the process, we've had to make some compromises because we needed to increase seat count, so that definitely eats away at a lot of your options for wiggle room and that's that's going to be the challenge there without losing seat count yeah, yeah. all right and keeping within the 23 million dollar budget that that again is one of the constraints we we did lots of great ideas these are all the things we would like to to do and then we had to pull it back because of ultimately we had to come up with the final financial plan and stick to that $23 million mark that everyone was comfortable with. Yeah. Could you flip over to your fact page? Oh, uh, Just spe specifically on the uh, second ice surface questions. Oh, here we go. So, if I am I to understand correctly, then um, let's just say, for instance, our wonderful fundraising committee found the extra $10 million mm -hmm. for that second ice surface, would they build it right away? There, it's a possibility, yes. Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't they be yeah. finding the other $7 million first, then $10 million? Uh, like Assuming, it's not, yes. They're not just a fundraising for a second ice, no, right? The, the no, fundraising for the rest of the project, is, yes. but let's just say, yeah. for instance, the Baytex of the day or somebody with their yeah. big purchase they just did might end up uh, funding that. Yeah, I, I see your point, and with respect to that point, um, that first sentence of the second paragraph, I think it should be rewritten to imply that, to really put it in there, that 6.9 still needs to be raised. It's there, but it's not blunt. <laughs> your Worship, upon further review of the video, uh, the concern that Colin raised, I think, is answered. I looked at that. Oh other drawing and if that is accurate I in, in terms of the actual access yeah, points I, yeah I, there's two it's doors it's not yeah. perfect but it 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 will work I yeah. I didn't I couldn't see it on this small one and, and the the small one literally was kind of a quick snapshot with none of the door access points or any of the detail that some of the other drawings will provide you yeah and, and I like the website stuff great very good. Thank you, Director Bell. So um, we'll move on to bylaws. Uh, bylaw 19... Uh, 
1990. Uh, this time we were just repealing bylaw in 1629, which is governing smoking within the town mm -hmm. owned facilities for first, second, and third reading. So we have to create a whole new bylaw to re to rescind a bylaw? Correct. Because it's, it's, it's on the, the record there. So we're creating a bylaw to rescind a bylaw, basically. Okay, very good. Your Worship, if you would allow me to redeem myself, I, I tried this a week ago and was was punished because it wasn't following protocol. So, okay. if you wish, I would offer first reading of Bylaw 1990 to repeal Bylaw 1629. Uh, all in favor? I move second reading. Okay, all in favor of second reading to repeal Bylaw 1960-29? Put a motion on the floor, Your Worship, to allow this bylaw to go to third reading. Okay, all in favor? Okay, we need one you more. Redeem yourself twice. And uh, finally, Your Worship, I put a motion on the floor for bylaw 1990 to uh, repeal 1629 for fourth reading. For fourth reading, how about we try it for third reading? <laughs> okay, Is it, does anyone want a recorded vote? Hearing none. Uh, this call for a vote. Unanimous decision to repeal bylaw 1629, which was probably the most controversial bylaw in the last 20 years. Uh, the second one is also a repeal. This will be bylaw 1991 to repeal bylaw 865. And this one has to do with, uh, or had to do with the governing and licensing of owners of bicycles for. Uh, yeah, just licensing of bicycles in the town of East River. I make a motion, Your Worship, to uh, pass bylaw 1991. First reading. First reading. All in favor of Council Bear's motion? Okay. Passed. Anyone want to go for a second reading? I will. It's my turn. Okay. <laughs> Is that because you you actually bought a license under this bylaw in eighteen eighty two? Yeah, <laughs> in, in, in eight sixty nine. Okay, uh, all in favor of Deputy Mayor's uh, Deputy Mayor Manzer's motion for second reading to repeal bylaw eight sixty five. I'll put a motion on the floor, Your Worship, to allow bylaw nineteen ninety one to proceed to third reading. Okay, all in favor of Councillor Ford's motion? Okay, uh, does anyone want to make a motion for third? Okay. Your Worship, I, Your Worship, I would uh, place motion on the floor for bylaw 1991 to repeal uh, bylaw 865 for third reading. All in favor? I don't believe there's any unfinished business. Uh, we, we've deferred reports, um, both uh, the regular reports and the councillor reports to, uh, to a, um, a governance and priorities committee meeting. That takes us to information. Okay. One on information, but I'm Okay, so we're right at information here. This will be a, uh, so the first one was a thank you letter from STARS. Uh, the second item was a board meeting synopsis for, from North Beach Housing Foundation. 
You also had a thank you card from the Peace River Woman's Shelter. Uh, this was for the Festival of Trees, correct? A uh, letter from Enbridge regarding their whitetail peaking station out in Three Creeks. Uh, there's uh, uh, information letter, item 5, 2016, Christmas dinner dates with the surrounding municipalities. Um, and also number 6, uh, minutes from the November 22nd, 2016 Physician Retention and Recruitment Committee. And uh, that will, um, and we already heard about the uh, Peace Region Recreational Center, Bell, uh, Director Bell gives a report on feedback. So are there any items you want to highlight on a particular item here, Deputy Mayor? Yes, number six, the uh, draft minutes of the Peace Regional Healthcare Attraction and Retention Committee. Within that um, uh, set of draft minutes is a uh, motion that was passed by the committee because the committee was supposed to address budget um, items. And the motion um, was from Perry Skirlick to request $1,000 from each of the four municipalities for seed money and a request for passes to various local events to, um, have the, to allow the committee to proceed with its um, mandate. Okay, so... Was that so all I'm doing is bringing this to our attention because it has above our own budget implication, and I don't know how it goes from there. Okay, very good. Any other items that need to be highlighted? Uh, if not, I'll take a motion to accept items uh, 1 through 7 under information for information. Sure. All in favor? Passed. Um, under new business, we uh, uh, the request for a decision on regarding birth matters for peace parents is uh, has, uh, the birth matters group uh, requested we take that off. So that takes us to uh, 2017 budget deliberations. So we'll spend about an hour on that. I um, I seem to have lost my. Um, My uh, coffee, and we're on engineering and infrastructure. Okay, very good. Go ahead, Mr. Town. Thank you, Your Worship. So, uh, like you said, um, we had uh, paused when we got to the engineering and infrastructure section on page 34. Um, so I'm here to answer whatever questions I can, but um, really these are the um, budgets of the engineering uh, department and then community services and recreation department. So they'll be able to answer any questions um, on any of these items that council may have for them. Okay. Um. My copy had lots of uh, chicken scratches in it, but uh, I don't have my copy. I misplaced that. So, any people have any questions on this particular section? This is a note I had from before. I'm just questioning. It seems like there's changes in the number of staff. Is that through the budget process? Is that being dealt with separately, or are there not changes? Is this it?
uh, Councillor Burr. Um, yeah, so we have addressed your questions, and that's in briefing uh, note number five, which we um, distributed to Council. Um, plus, you received this in an email last uh, Friday, I believe. Um, so in terms of the, the positions, um, these are um, kind of minor, well, I don't want to say minor changes. There are changes, um, but it's something that we propose that we address uh, at the next meeting as an in-camera item and talk about these and give full clarification on on what the um, what we're trying to achieve here because some of these also uh, relate to the organizational change that we had and, and whatnot. So, um, and there's there's other items to discuss. So we're prepared. Uh, feel it'd be best to discuss those items at our next meeting. Okay. I didn't actually have ma uh, many notes under, uh, like I didn't have any notes under engineering and infrastructure, so. Um, so, do you guys have any, any other further questions? Yeah. Maybe this is a good time to bring it up. Uh, someone on council keeps harping about KPIs. And one of them we talk about is the street cleaning. And I think they do a very good job of getting around and doing it in time, I guess. But they're just doing it. Like, I, I walk a lot. And so you can, when you're walking, you see, you know, how good the streets are being cleaned. And I'm going, well, they might go over the whole town. But it looks like sometimes, I'd swear, the guy's got a, it's, I'm not sure how, what's underneath there. But it looks like they're just pushing the rocks around. They're not picking it up. They're not picking up the dirt. They're just moving around as they drive down the street. I guess I'm thinking the KPI needs to reflect some level of quality in terms of what they're doing, rather than just simply saying, you know, like especially for the streets. Like it's quite noticeable when they go down the street. Sometimes it looks like all they've done is just move the dirt from one out from the gutter and out on the street. What's that? From one location to another. Yeah. yeah. And, and there are obviously some factors that do affect that. I mean, vehicle parking and things like that do affect that quality. But, uh, but that's not just that. What I'm talking about, he's going down, you know, to, by where the public workshop is, going down there. And I know whether he's at the end of the loop there, but there's just to take the stuff from the gutter and they leave a nice, right at the edge of the one room is, they just leave a nice strip of dirt and gravel all along there. So, Again, I'm going, either the machine's not working properly or it's full and it's not picking up anything else. Why is he even running down the street? Why isn't he going and dumping and cleaning? So, so he is actually picking stuff up. And I, I see that fairly frequently where I question, well, you know, it's not doing a, it's not doing the job that I think it should be doing. Okay, we, we can definitely look into that. Okay. It's like vacuuming your carpets at home and it's the vacuum cleaner isn't picking any stuff up. you got to... Figure out what the what the reason is. Yeah. I, I was going to add that one of the reasons we moved from one side to the other side is to keep us busy. But no, it's not really the truth. <laughs> Which brings up the topic of uh, being able to follow the slow-moving grader across the bridge. I'm thinking that's going to be uh, part of our future uh, discussions at some point in time. So I'm thinking maybe the department has a plan for... I I already uh, I put a plan in place. I got a second bridge for you, Deputy Mayor. I I assume so. 
So I've taken care of that problem for you. <laughs> Should we petition the province and try to get naming rights for the bridge as revenue source? <laughs> we'll, we'll take that under advisement, Mr. Town. Okay. So bridge A and bridge B just. So that, uh, so Rod Bird's comment about KPIs talks about, uh, just refers to the comment I made last meeting, which was we should include them in this budget book. Okay, that, uh, so nobody has any questions on training and inf engineering and infrastructure. <laughs> well, there okay. is one. Um, oh. It says utilities and communication is a budget increase of $7,140 or 1,081%. So, um, what page are you on? I'm reading the bottom of page 35 under Public Works Administration. So I'm just wondering, um, it's increasing. So how did that increase come about, I guess? So within the 2016 budget, um, they, I think the long story, or the short story for that one, is it was misbudgeted. Um, certain charges that should have been associated to engineering infrastructure um, were not charged there, were not budgeted there, they're being charged there. Um, so that, that department um, has three landlines that come in. They pay for a partial internet connection for the town hall. Um, and then there's there's um, mobile phones and other devices. So um, the, the 2016 budget was was significantly under budget for what it should have been. Um, but since that was the approved budget and we actually <coughs> corrected it in 2017, we didn't amend that, that 2016 budget amount because um, that was the approved one. So it, was, it was really a missed budget in 2016. 2016 was too low at $1,248, and we're now at 5200 for this category in engineering. So this is on table 12, which is on page 36. Oops, on table 11. Yep. So the fourth line down shows the increase, um, and it's an increase of 600. The original budget 2016 was $660. The proposed budget is $7,800, which is more reflective of communication costs for, um, and I've misspoken already, um, because this is public works, this is public works administration. Um, see, too many tables. Yeah, so public works administration, so these are um, uh, the additional costs for the new building. Um, we have a, a stronger internet there. Um, the old uh, connection at our old public works building was wasn't that strong, so we're paying more for an internet connection, um, plus other communications into that building are all picked up under that um, that budget line. But again, the, the the original budget, the 2016 budget, was low. Okay, thanks. Okay. So, roads and streets uh, contracted services. That went up from uh, from twenty. Uh, that that uh, that changes. Uh, so it's now basically fifty six thousand dollars and was twenty one thousand dollars before. So, is there an explanation for uh, that increase, which is two hundred and sixty five percent or so? 
I could start the discussion and uh, Director McClay could pipe in if he wants to. Um, the proposed increase is a service level adjustment. So if Council would go to page number 19, which are new services or service level initiatives. Um, about two-thirds of the way down of uh, table 12, there's a, a category called pavement crack sealing. Okay. It's a proposed increase of $55,800, and that's what that increase is. So that's something that Council will deliberate on, um, determine if they're interested in, in funding that activity or which amount they would choose to do so. So that'll be a discussion item for service level um, items when we get to that, that, that part of the budget. The town used to do that years ago. They haven't done it the last since we when I've been on council. I'm not sure when it was distinct. Do we know how long ago the town used to do that? I would have to look that one up. But it's been a while, has it not? Yes, it has. And basically, the crack ceiling program was uh, a method of trying to extend our pavement program as further out as. Uh, direction that council gave engineering a couple months ago in trying to uh, extend the life cycle of our infrastructure. So the crack ceiling was a way to kind of mitigate some of that. Yeah, you know, personally, I think it's money well spent. I mean, transportation does it. I mean, we all get behind them when they do it on the highways, and that's to keep moisture out of there so your pavement stays intact. So. Any uh, questions on planning and development, which is now under engineering? What about our favorite subject, waste management? There's going to be a decrease, is there? Oh, net operating expenses. So material and supplies go down by 16%. Contracted services go up by 6.8%. Now, that's uh, the built-in uh, increase in the uh, in the waste haulers budget? That's correct. Um, there, there's a built-in escalator in their, their proposed submission when they sub responded to the RFP. Um, I don't have the exact number um, with me. I, I can't get that. It um, says here 15500 Contracted yep. services, a budget increase of 15500 Yep, so that's the annual amount. Right. Um, GFL charges each resident as per resident per month, and it's $8.90 or something like that, and that goes up to $9.12 approximately. So it's a, it's about a 3 or 4% increase um, on their per unit price. That um, was within their RFP response when they submitted for that. Right. So are we going to have to increase the, the waste management fee that we charge on the utility bill? No, the amount that we're charging uh, covers all costs. So I guess, kind of go along with that, I mean, I'd like to see the town be able to build in uh, composting or to divert the organic waste from, from the garbage from the landfill. And I know it's probably early to do that. Is that something that has been considered or could be considered for future years? You know, what the cost of actually operating... And it gets into the 
you know, there's, there's a cost for us to dump it in the landfill, and there's a cost to the landfill to, to take it and go through there. But it, I just want a sense of whether there, there's that's something worth ch changing in over the long term that would, in fact, uh, reduce the overall waste management costs. Actually, that's all within your power because you're responsible for creating the environmental master plan going forward. I need help with that, Your Worship. <laughs> so that hasn't come up as an item at the director level, and I, I don't recall hearing it from council in the time that I've been here, but if that's something that council wants staff to go and uh, prepare an analysis on, um, it might be a little tricky to do it for this budget cycle. But I understand that. But for future years, that's something that we could definitely um, provide the information to council for them to consider in future budgets. Yeah, uh, so that's strategic plan 2018 to 2023, and that's all yours. <laughs> well, I would think that that plan could also tie into the, the cycle of the GFL contract because that'll be coming up for renewal in, is it three years or is it four years or is it two years? It's just over three years. Just over two years, okay. So, I mean, ideally, they would be the one that, if we did an RFP, if we wanted to do that, obviously we would ask GFL to provide a price for it, I presume, is, is one of the strategies. I mean, there's other things you could do, but. Absolutely, that would be included in an RFP request. Yeah. Um, but if council wanted to consider earlier, we, you know, that's something that staff could consider how to, uh, to manage that, whether it's you know, just a provider or right. open it up to a wider round. And see what the interest is. Just on that, and not to be too far off topic, Your Worship, I think you know we're I think we're okay. The fifteen dollars works fine, and I think the GFL contract I think is um, according to Facebook. I think we have turned a page by the by the work uh, In terms of the recycling component, you know we're doing uh, the whole town on one day, and I, I wonder um, not to discourage people from recycling, but I mean I, I wonder if we couldn't go to a recycle schedule of of uh, again down the road sometimes once every two weeks. I don't know if you need to do it every week, uh, but again that would be GFL's call, I guess. But uh, maybe part of that strategic plan. Well, on that same kind of side topic, then um, I hope GFL is keeping track somehow rather of um, the thing like is it full garbage bins they're getting from each resident all the time or. Another strategic plan, is it possible to collect every second week and stuff like that? So, just a topic for future. If you may, Your Worship, uh, uh, just to talk about the uh, uh, recycling every second week. If you take a look at it, it's recycling is only one day at a time. But as you go up and down the streets, you'll see maybe about every fifth house or seventh house actually puts out recycling. If you do it every two weeks, you'll probably have more people, and they probably won't be able to do it in one day time. That would be uh, the difficulty that you, you run into right now. Um, yes. And, and I, it, it, that's a fair point. I, I just, again, that, uh, if, I guess what I was musing about was if the GFL contract ever got to a point where um, it became rich and that $15 had to change considerably to 